You sound I think you sound good too. Great. You sound really good. You actually sound fucking amazing, dude. You sound oh my god. Fucking fantastic. Jesus. What have you been putting on well, your skin? Flattery will get you <laughs> Oh my god, are you freaking moisturizing? You fucking psycho. <laughs> you kick a dude. You kick a dude, dude. Here comes the bell rug. <laughs> I just saw you retweet that. Here comes the bell rug. Here comes the bell rug. <laughs> I love it so much. Here comes the bell rock. Here comes the bell rock. Here comes the bell rock. <laughs> she looks so cute. We should all be so lucky to be that cute when we're older. Oh my god. Do you know that song that goes, So you move in like this and you something like that? Shush, 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 shake it. No. I think it's from the 2000s and it was, it's been stuck in my head for like, honestly, like five years, but. <laughs> Um, but today I saw it in something and was like, oh, but, and I'm trying to remember who does it. Like who sings that? No. Is it Miley Cyrus? I don't think it's Miley Cyrus now, but it, it could be like Panic of the Disco or something like that. That could be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Panic of the Disco is one of those bands that they were popular and I just don't know why. Like, I don't know anything about them. Uh-uh. No, me neither. Miss me with that Panic of the Disco shit. It was just sort of like, we kind of just need somebody. How about these guys in eyeliner? <laughs> I thought I thought uh, you were like you were saying like we kind of need somebody to explain it to us. Oh, then, uh, <laughs> I, I was just like I was just a, a music exec in the <laughs> Specifically, when you said that though, in my head, like the beginning of the Queen song, it's like, can anybody <laughs> explain Panic at the Disco to me? <laughs> Let's start the pod. This okay. is all such good pre-pod chat, though. It's gonna go before the oh, intro. So. Wow, the people. It does. It doesn't. All of it. <laughs> this whole four minutes. Yeah, people. <laughs> people have spoken, and they want. They love our our pre-pod chat. So this is all the premium <laughs> content. And it sort of keeps them guessing. It's like, you know, the uh, the cold open. You never know how long it's gonna be on this podcast. <laughs> Those poor fuckers. The people are poor. Are poor. Welcome to Bumble Buddies. This is a podcast where we play for the history of racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Hunt. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 9 and we have played 23 of the 1,365 games in the bundle. Woo! Wow! We're 23. That's uh, that's Michael Jordan's number. 
it's also twenty three and Me, the oh, yeah. the, 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 gene, the genetics company. The way you swab and yeah. give them and then, your, your life, and then they catch uh, serial murders and put you in a database. You're consider yourself pre pre cod. Oh hell yeah! Thank you for joining us today, listeners. Uh, we've got a very exciting episode for you. But first, Alex, what are you playing? Oh my God! Before that, Joe Biden won the election. Oh yes, yeah. I'm very, very happy that Trump is no longer going to be president. Fingers fucking yeah. crossed. Yes, God. Could you imagine if there's just some weird coup shit that happens, low key? I mean, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. been kind of feeling that for four years. So yeah, uh, here, let's see what happens. Bring it on. I guess. I know. I was very heartened by the fact that like the Republicans didn't send their like serious, like bloodless, conservative, high functioning operators to like help with the recounts and shit like that. I mean, that. like the, the, f- is, like, the force on board, like not. No. Like, yeah. He's just sort it. of like, ah, oh, yeah, this will kind of annoy people for a while. The four seasons yeah. thing is so funny. Oh, it's so it's funny. just so good. I you, like just the perfect wet fart end to a presidency. I love the encapsulation it. Of, of so much over the last four years. Ugh. Like this is too good. This is too too good. Yeah. So embarrassing. Yeah. It's so great. Uh, okay. Now what are you playing, Alex? Okay. The uh, people want to know. Ha- the people have the spoken people- and they want to know what Alex Honnett is playing. So um I haven't been playing a ton of video games. We are pretty much moved in at this point and we're about like 80% unpacked, mm-hmm. which has been great to see. How do you like the new apartment? I'm looking around my office. Oh my God. We fucking love it. Nice. We, we love it. We love it so much. Um, it's been great, man. I saw, I can't believe we haven't had uh, you and Camille over yet uh, and we should fix that very, very soon, but it's also kind of chilly outside in Los Angeles. I, when I woke up this morning, I remembered how cold our apartment can get and, uh, yeah. and I don't like it. My shower, You're kind of a drafty boy. Oh, my apartment is is cold <laughs> in the winter. And, it's a cold place. Yeah, yeah. I had friends stay here once, and they were coming from Chicago, and I was like, "It gets cold in the winter," and they were like, "You, yeah, right." But like in Chicago, like apartments stay at like a good, reasonable temperature in the winter. Like those those yeah. places are built right, and our 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 apartment is not. No, yours is basically held together by like it's just like creaky floorboards and like sod. Yeah. <laughs> sod from the LA bar. Yeah. Well, like my floor is dirt. My floor is the actual dirt outside. They didn't build a foundation of my house. They just stuck creaky cardboard and sod down and I walk around on my outside dirt in my house and it's cold. Um, oh, some local elections. I mean, the national elections, they are what they are. Oh, yeah. And at the, at the state level, things are pretty uh, bad in California. But at the local level, we had some really, really promising results. Missy uh, Yeah, she won. Woo! Our gal. Uh, what are you playing this week, Eric? Uh, you know what? I've been pl- I've, I'm working my way through Final Fantasy VII. Um, the game is so good at putting me to sleep. Like... <laughs> I like I'll basically like start it up a half hour before going to bed and and all of the like it's just a lullaby. I I don't actually know like replaying it right now. I don't know if it's a good game. Like if it's an actual mm-hmm. 
good video game, but I'm having a I'm having a fun time playing through it. It certainly has a lot going on in it. There's like a couple of different like just all the mini games in it too. You're just like, whoa! There's like, this so is... many mini games, like yeah. like excessive excessive mini games, and you're like, why did you do this? I was just like running across train tracks right now, and it breaks, and it's like push left and right and like a a bunch and you'll get the items and it's like i what <laughs> what what is this i don't know it, it, it's i'm having fun i don't know if it's a good game i i don't think it's a good game i think it's a great game so i'm i'm totally with thank you thank you um our, uh why don't we talk about this week's app this week's episode, our guest is my good friend, Alicia Mernick. Alicia is an art educator, activist, and organizer. You can find her online on Instagram at Miss Mernick Art. That's M-S-M-E-R-N-I-C-K-A-R-T. Uh, and we can put that up in, uh, in Twitter, which also uh, has a link in the bio to a website with uh, some more of her work. She's awesome. Good friend. I loved talking to her on this pod yeah she's fantastic and approaches games from a very cool angle and has it's always very nice when we have someone on whose like opinion about games is so well articulated that they actively search out a very specific genre of games that they like oh yeah 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 like I, that is like further outside of just sort of like yeah i have a console and i like play the big games that come out and stuff like that and i like first person shooters and it's like no 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 she has <laughs> she loves survival she games yeah us. yes exactly. um the the cause greetings from south central which is an arts focused community resource for uh the youth educators and families of south los angeles their mission is to promote advocate for and foster experiences where the south la community can participate in arts and culture you can find more info about them at greetingsfromsouthla.org fantastic organization i love yes, it yes really really uh we've donated to them if you donate and send proof to bundle buddies podcast at gmail.com we'll shout you out on the next episode yay Aha. um so why don't we uh get into it this week was probably my favorite week of games that we've had so far <gasps> don't spoil it uh-oh here we go <laughs> Uh, we have a very exciting guest today, a good mm -hmm. personal friend of mine. She's an organizer. She is a teacher, Alicia Mernick. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad to have you. Thank you for coming. Thanks. Um, Alicia, uh, I, I know Alicia mostly through wonderful party functions that uh, we've been lucky enough to tag along with eric and his wife too um mm -hmm. but i think the first time we talked uh, we ended up talking about um stardew valley for like 30 minutes or something like that like uh, yeah i i was really excited about that because right. i don't love going to bars i go to mm -hmm. support people for their various creative purposes and celebrate those <laughs> achievements and uh it's it's not it's not easy for me. So what is easy for me is uh, meeting a nerd and sitting <laughs> in one spot and talking about computer games. <laughs> uh, Alicia, what did you? What was your uh, 
like intro to video games. Let's start um, there. Okay, we can start there. My dad was a computer programmer. And oh, wow. before he gave up and got a real job, he had run <laughs> his own uh, independent text-based computer game company. Whoa. Oh, and that freaking rules. Yeah, and he wrote the first, um, probably the only, because why would anyone do this? He wrote the first text-based baseball game. <laughs> uh, amazing yeah and so i i grew up playing text-based games and um battle chess and uh we had a, we had home computers that were you know before most people did and better than what most people had uh because of that deep family nerdum what uh what was text-based uh baseball like I didn't get to play it because it didn't run on anything when I <laughs> was of age. Oh, uh, God, that is so, yeah. I love that so much. I am. Um, so I, Hanan and I have talked a, about how we like, um, uh, turn-based RPG stuff. And it's, it's uh, about the only thing we agree on in terms yeah. of video games. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I went to, I went, to comic-con in indianapolis a few years ago and um there was one point where you can walk through this section and it's all dedicated to indie games right and um it's funny because like you're in the indie game section and you can tell which game is like super popular and everybody's flocking to and then otherwise Mm -hmm. it's like people are milling about and playing games and there was one super lonely game developer just sort of sitting in the corner uh and i was like because I was like, I, there's no way I'm going to stand in line to play a video game. Like, that's just, I'm yeah, not interested yeah, with, in with doing the that. Yeah. <laughs> but so I was like, I'll try this game. And they had a turn based, like, RPG basketball game that nobody had tried to play or, Wait. like, seemed. So, like, Wait, okay. <laughs> imagine, like, Final Fact. Like, it, yeah, like, like imagine. Where's- Where's the RPG in basketball? Are they like? It was like you know, like or like. No, no, <laughs> this was people. This is like it's two, just basketball. Yeah, it's like three on three street basketball, but it's like it's this player's turn. Move them four squares to the right. Yeah. Do you pass? Because yeah, <laughs> I mean, I every, everyone knows that's how basketball works best. Yeah. Is yeah. people just move one at a time and don't interact. It's a slow, slow moving game of strategy. I scored on him, and he was so excited. He was so happy that somebody like played his game successfully. I was like, "Oh, I like this is my wheelhouse, like turn based RPGs." That's really great. Uh, I I actually uh, like Heroes of Might and Magic was one of my earliest um, addictions. I spent far too many after school periods sitting in front of that instead of doing homework <laughs> I, it was a good one it was deep that game uh, is but that great. is i think the extent of no i mean i i turn based strategy but i feel like that's the closest i can get to playing basketball in any form 
heroes. Well, the new like the new NBA 2K games all have like built-in sort of RPGs in them, you know, where mm. the you know you can you mess with people's stats and you are like running a franchise and a team you- and stuff like that. Do you like level up and get yourself nicer uniforms? I think I honestly think so. Yeah, I think that you unlock things as you go, and your player gets better. I mean, Eric, do, do you play those games? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, my Michael Jordan has a battle axe, <laughs> so I can just hack through the. Uh, I haven't actually played the the career mode thing, but I feel like a lot of video games realized how addictive that. Um, rpg quality is like the Mm -hmm. the idea of leveling up is just so like attractive and it's just like all you have to do is put time into this thing and you're like you benefit from just putting time into it the game is like rewarding you and giving you like little endorphin brushes for your there's tons of games now where that's just the entire that's Mm -hmm. the entire mechanic yeah like Gmail at some point is going to be like you leveled up today. <laughs> you, you I mean, it's the same thing for me as like getting the inbox down to zero. The same thrill yeah. as like leveling up in an RPG, you know, oh. or or grinding, you know. Oh man, Hannah, yeah. you would hate. You would absolutely hate my mailbox. I think I have two thousand. Uh, two thousand. Horrible. You know, two thousand is just, nothing. Oh no, eleven thousand. I have eleven thousand emails in my inbox. That's bad. Eleven thousand is pretty bad. But only a thousand. Only a thousand are unread. Uh, I'm organized. Here's a a question, though. Why not just mark all as read and give yourself that fresh start? Well, I'm gonna come back to them. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see this Dick Sporting Goods coupon from 2014. You know, I'm gonna want to check that out. Does this coupon spark joy for you? Yeah, always. <laughs> I, um, okay. All right. So you you played. Did you get a? Did you ever get a system like a Nintendo or Sega or anything? Yeah, like that? we had a Super Nintendo. Okay. And um, yeah, I, I am not into console gaming. Um, the I really am not. I can't think of a single console game that I've really gotten into. Ever. That fucking wow. rules. Um, I love that. <laughs> I like watching other people play console games because they're more beautiful. Um, like, I really loved watching Dan play uh, Uncharted. Um, mm, yeah. And that, the cowboy one. You uh, know? Red, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, and Zelda. Like, the new Zelda mm-hmm. is so beautiful. So I like watching other people do those things but i just i just don't like it it's it's too fast yeah okay so what what kind of games are you into now um i am a strategy survivalist um just in real life and <laughs> i like i like to use my gaming time to uh satisfy that part of my my instinct um to survive so i i really love um, the Long Dark would be my favorite mm, game of yeah. my adulthood. And Subnautica, I think, is in that same family. God, um, I want to play that game so badly. Oh, it's so beautiful and so, so intense. So I, I like playing those types of incredibly immersive survival building games. Um, and um, in the way that I'm thinking about it constantly where mm. I'm at work and, and already planning my next move uh-huh. in my game. 
Um, I like it when resources are just like really, really tight. Um, RimWorld is similar, actually. Like I really like managing <laughs> very minute details and in, in stretching my resources and uh, yeah. So for you, strat, uh, story is not necessarily something that you come to in video games. That's not something you need. Um, well, the, no. A story no. emerges in my games. Got um, it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like games that are set up for organic story. Yeah. Like structure and creation. I like finding notes and details and clues and discovering and exploring. And um, I'm sure you can already guess which of the three games... I enjoyed the most. Um, one of them had a little bit of that <laughs> uh -huh. feeling to it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I like I like big big worlds and high stakes. Uh, I I find the like look around for. I find the, the low resource games so so stressful that i don't think i i think there was a point where i was like real into it like that first resident evil video game was like felt like that uh but i it's just like it drives me absolutely crazy like the idea of like keeping track of that sort of stuff is like uh i can't handle it what what like what what draws you to that well the first thing i want to say is you're going to need this skill. <laughs> you're going to need this skill. Look around us. I know. Okay? You're you're like innocently apologizing for, you know, sorry the Supreme Court's falling apart and, and you know, the collapse of society is imminent. You're going to need, you're going to need all these skills. Um, second, uh, what do I find satisfying about it? I love when I'm up against something that feels impossible and I can just like do it anyway. It's the, it's the organizer in me. Uh -huh. that's, it's, that's, it's similar. It's I love when something is incredibly difficult. Um, and some people, you know, maybe find that difficulty in like how fast can I mash these buttons together or <laughs> like, you know, I, I really like minutia and strategy. Um, and I think resource management is satisfying. I wouldn't yeah. even call it fun. It's just satisfying. It scratches an itch for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's fucking real. <laughs> I mean, I remember once we when we went into lockdown, uh, you had some Instagram posts that were like, I've got this. Like, you've been storing uh, bags of vegetables in your freezer for a long time. And yeah, we have. Views. We have like um, probably six weeks of emergency food mm. that I haven't touched during this time. Nice. Um, just in case a real emergency happens. Oh yeah. How about that? Uh, how about that earthquake on uh, on Friday night? Did you all get no. to feel that? Yeah, we, I did. <laughs> I actually I like came to and I was already in the doorway. Um, I had run from our bed to the crib, and I have a baby, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. A very cool, a very cool um, baby. She's she's, yeah, yeah, she's, cool. she's chill. She's going to game. Don't worry. She'll be. She'll be <laughs> uh, yeah, I do um, have a question about that, but she's going to she break your heart and be a, she's going to be a console gamer and break your heart. Oh, she's going to first person shooter. Um, <laughs> lawyer simulator. And in, in this house, uh, we don't play first person shooters. <laughs> no, 
we really don't. The one time Dan got into a game with guns, the the zombie game, uh, I I made him wear headphones because I couldn't stand the sound of the gun. Yeah, yeah. It was that made that was stressful to me. Um, where was I going with this? So I okay, I run to the doorway. I run to the doorway. I'm going to go rescue my baby from this earthquake. And I'm standing in the doorway and I start to wake up a little more. And the first, and Dan says, that, that felt like a big one. And the first thing I say was, we shouldn't have run. The number one injury in an earthquake is sprained ankles. <laughs> You're not supposed to run. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, and I was a little disappointed because I really do like I like being prepared for these moments of, of terror. And then you just absolutely broke the first rule just immediately. I really, I, really I was the uh, I was completely asleep, and I only woke up for maybe the last like little shakes or something like that. And mm-hmm. Ka- Katie, meanwhile, was over like sitting in our living room in like one of the IKEA chairs that you know sort of suspended, like bumping up and down and mm-hmm. shaking so hard, looking at cool. me just completely asleep. And I woke up and was like, "Whoa, was there an earthquake?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, Alex." So I'm fucking dead either way. For, like, forget Are- about me. Yeah, are you guys are you're not from earthquake land? No, not at all. I'm from the East Coast by way of the Midwest. Yeah. So for me, this is a, a new uh, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, both the earthquakes and the fires are. Uh, I mean, I've been out in California for eight years now, so I I have some grounding here. But yeah, they're not they're not a thing I grew up with at all. I uh, yeah. the first time a first the first earthquake I felt I was. Um, Camille and I, I think we had just moved in together and uh, she, she like rolled over uh, and she like put on her shoes and then was like, uh, well, we can't go under our table. And, I, and then I think I said, I was like, well, let's just die together. And she like remembers this as being a very romantic <laughs> moment. <laughs> it's like, oh, we just committed to death. <laughs> Like well, and uh, you know, what's so like the like the old couple in Titanic or something like that. You yeah, know, exactly. just like sort of decided. We had one last year where I was sitting on the toilet while it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not great. That's a, that's a true nightmare. That's <laughs> yeah. really bad. Imagine spraining your ankle while sitting on the toilet. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, those squatty potties. You know, it'll be you'll try to leap off the squatty potty and then it'll twist an ankle. Forget about it. <laughs> I- <laughs> I once broke one of those like camping, you know, those like those toilet seats that have like basically a tripod and a toilet seat that you could bring with you to go camping. I was like 16. I broke one and just fell right into my shit. It was horrible. (laughs) Just like on your butt, like wiped across your butt. (laughs) Landed right. It all went right back up there. Uh, Sorry, this is disgusting. I, I want... mean, we can we can lean further into that topic. <laughs> I mean, because I think you do is... have a baby. I have oh, yeah. a baby. I'm very uh, desensitized, but um, I think the idea of a portable potty to go camping with is the bougiest thing I have ever <laughs> heard of. There I... are there are entire like cultures that just have a hole in the ground 
my my culture just has a hole in the ground and we learn how to squat we learn how to squat uh because you know we're monkeys we're good at that just do it you don't uh, need to bring a little foldable thing yeah well i learned i learned the hard way that that the disposable thing was uh, <laughs> was not useful uh what do you, okay i want to i want to come back to uh Games. layla what is there going to be cuz i feel like my parents we're going to be we're one of the early, like first generations that were raised on games that are going to have kids now right or you know and so mm-hmm. my parents when video games were coming out were were so skeptical right and they're like this is going to rot your brain mm-hmm. there's you know i think there's like a limiting you know we're going to try to limit your access to these as much as possible do you feel uh like that or what's like what's your i, I do um, okay mm-hmm. i really um so first of all layla has already been exposed to a lot of gaming because mm-hmm. um we have a switch and i breastfeed so yeah. mm-hmm. those two things happen at the same time yeah um, now that she's old enough to start paying attention to screens um this is the teacher talking <laughs> <laughs> the teacher talking Screen time is really awful for kids, especially Mm. kids under three years old. And it's not because there's anything innately bad about the screen itself, but it's because it limits the kids from doing other things with multiple senses. So the most brain development takes place when you do something called multimodal learning, which means you're activating multiple senses at the same time, like Mm -hmm. my hands and my eyes and my nose all at the same time. You're learning more, your brain is growing more than if you're just looking at something um, or just looking and listening. All of that said, games therefore would be less problematic than Mm. TV. Uh Because they are more interactive Mm. and there is more opportunity for learning. So for older kids, I once worked in a second grade environment where we were doing Minecraft with the kids um, in school, like during the school day, taxpayer dollars. uh, Thanks. Thanks, Obama. Um, We (laughs) had challenged the kids to like make it make an aqueduct. Um, And, you know, the kids all go in there and they're flying around and typing poop to each other. And eventually they build an aqueduct. They work together and build an aqueduct and they get the water to flow. So that like That's cool. problem solving that has yeah, to that happen rules. when you play a game, you can learn from that. And, you, and there <laughs> are, I think, ways to use games uh, to benefit kids. But um, before three, nothing. No. Okay. If I can handle it, nothing. I wasn't allowed to watch uh, actual violence until I was like 11 or 12 years old on TV. So I, I had to watch only cartoons if, if it was going to be violent. So which no, no news? Well, you know, the new, I don't think I was that interested in the news back then. Yeah. <laughs> one of my parents, uh, one of my earliest memories is sitting next to my uh, either dad or mom. I guess it's not a very clear memory. While, while they were watching the news about the Challenger and like, being yeah. like whoa that's crazy that can't be right i think they tell that story and now i have internalized it <laughs> what year was I... Challenger? Like 80 yeah 86 seven? i think 80 and that was when i was born so yeah then that's, nope that's a lot. not my not my early Sorry. memory 
I think one of my Sorry, earliest world. memories, one of my earliest memories is that toilet failure thing that happened when I was 16. <laughs> Everything up until that point is, uh, is nothing. <laughs> it was pure bliss. Just so to- if, if you have a game for you, like that's an all timer, what would it be? Like your number one what? game of all time of all time. Yeah. All time. That's really, take your time. It's really hard. Do you have a all right, give me a top three. Okay, there are different games for different moments. I would I say it. Civilization Five. Oh god, unbelievable. Unbelievable game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um that's for when I, I feel like taking over the world. Um, although I always go for a culture victory. I want you to know that about me. Um, <laughs> to the long dark because it's it's beautiful. It's just so immersive and and gorgeous and it takes you away from everything and it's so high stakes that you can't worry or stress about anything else happening in the world um and then so i think i've seen you play the long wait can you hear me i think you've i think i've seen you play the long dark that's the that's the one where you like wake up and you're in alaska or something right did i make you watch me play games at my house (laughs) You wake up after a plane crash. You are already noticing that you're freezing to death, um, and you have to find shelter and food and water and survive as long as you can. And you're in a snowy, like winter wonderland, and it's it's beautiful, beautiful. And I like that there aren't any like zombies or monsters or anything mm. supernatural. It's just uh-huh. hunger and the cold and dehydration and falling off of hills and snapping an ankle and not having medicine to fix it. So it just, it's so realistic. Um, yeah, that's def- definitely a top three. Um, and then the last one would be have something creative, <laughs> something creative, maybe Minecraft, like yeah. open, open things. Yeah. I, uh, I played the, I've actually never played uh, civilization the oh video game, but I. Oh my good once, god! I, yeah. What are we doing uh... here? I think I told a story on here before about when I was in fifth grade. There wasn't enough room for me in school, but I would go like a private school. I was going to go to, but I would go once a week to hang out and like meet kids and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But they didn't really have a plan for me. I was just supposed to like go around from room to room. So instead of that, I would in the morning be in one classroom and then go to lunch, and then in lunch onward i would just sit in the computer lab playing civilization <laughs> the rest of the time the first one wow. uh it and was you, a, you an absolute blast you're one of the yeah. children left behind you you are before no child left behind you are one of the ones that was left behind they uh they put that in there for me so that, that was... i could get better standardized <laughs> test scores <laughs> i uh i i played the board game civ like i played there's a board game version of maybe it's civ 5 maybe it's civ 4 um with some friends and um boy oh boy that's a game that you really wish that you had some kind of knowledge going into it beforehand because (laughs) what happened was just sort of like i dirtled around for maybe the first hour and was like i i have you know people or whatever and then like for the rest of the game everybody else got like exponentially better <laughs> and i was like still trying to build like a space shuttle <laughs> and so it would just come around yeah. to me and i'd be like i don't know it was a a memorably bad experience 
I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what? Fuck you Civ. You know what, Eric? You know what? Fuck Civ you're like, 5. You're saying, listen to yourself. You're saying, I wish I knew something about this before I started. You cannot dilly-dally in civilization. Can you no. look at the real world? Okay? Who got guns first? Uh, I don't know. The colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> they won. They won the game. I, so yeah, when you're see? playing this game, you can't dilly-dally early on. If you're just going to have a nice little village you know keep some antelope nearby for me like you're not gonna you're not gonna last that's Honestly, not the way to domination eric and that's it. what we're interested in fuck this game this game sounds like total total <laughs> hegemonic bullshit I mean, yeah. definition it certainly is has this, has this podcast already discussed the uh latest capitalism simulator no, no. what is the latest capitalism simulator Animal Crossing. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I have you played Animal Crossing? Are you oh, a cro- yeah. uh, okay? Tell tell me about Animal Crossing. I mean, it's like a really dangerous question. I I play with my nephew. Okay, mm, so I just want to put perfect. that out there. I think it takes away a little bit of my embarrassment over. Um, how serious I got about winning this game. This isn't the kind of game that you're supposed to win, but I really like resource management and strategy and world domination. So Uh I beat the game in like three weeks and then there was nothing left. Right. Exactly. Wait, you can beat that game. The, the end game is you, you sort of get to a certain point and then you have, you have mastered the island and then it's just a question of like the different sort of resources and like different things that you can do with it in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to decorate my island. Let me tell you though, what's funny about this I think honestly, that's the most beautiful thing about it being a capitalism simulator is you get to a certain point and it's like, well, now all I can do is choose the color of my house. That's supposed (laughs) to satisfy me. Maybe I want a new mailbox. I just like to change my flower arrangement. Completely empty. Dan, uh, Another another nice thing about this capitalism simulator is that if you buy it, you can only have one island yeah. on your purchase of the game. Mm-hmm. So you have to share an island with anyone else in your household, um, which I am so thankful I don't have older multiple children. That would be, <laughs> I would buy two Switches for this. But Dan, Dan lives on my island and you start the game out in a tent and you collect resources and you sell them to this like, chubby raccoon guy and and you know he gives you home loans and then you have to pay off the loan and take out a new loan and there's like an atm machine and you can earn interest and you can get into the turnip trade and you can get on reddit and you can post your dodo codes and trade with people on other islands and you know it's complicated all right there's there's a whole (laughs) stock market s-t-a-l-k there's a whole stock market to make money so i of course um like op'd my entire strategy as fast as i could beat the game dan is still living in a tent (laughs) (laughs) he's still living in a tent and uh he has like you know a campfire he built a campfire and he built a little wooden rocking chair um and sometimes i'll bring him gifts i have so much money at this point i'm just buying him electric guitars and uh, computer servers and just like burying them in front of his tents as little gifts and he just sells them. He's like, I don't. I have enough stuff. I don't. I don't want more. 
more things. <laughs> that uh, uh, th- it is th- it is kind of amazing. Just like that game, I mean, will certainly be the game of the year for 2020 on like so yeah. many year end lists. But I I also got really into it for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a good like month like march into april when i feel like everyone was just playing animal crossing katie it's... my my wife was really into it and actually what happened was we both had different views for the island and yeah. eventually i was just sort of like you know what this is making you more happy i'm gonna sit out and i stopped playing after that point you know like <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, like it was her game and uh now she has sort of checked out a little bit so maybe i'll get myself back in there but you know it's it's sunday so daisy may is on the island selling turnips. If mm. you if you want to get back into the game, wait. They have like stock up <laughs> day by day by day. They have new things happening going oh, on. Eric, yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh you poor sweet boy. <laughs> you know what though? If we're gonna give him a new addiction after this conversation, I want it to be Civ Five. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually think you would really like Civ Five, I'll, Eric, if you gave it a chance. I actually, you it can be so, a wedding gift. Yeah. The new um, the new Magic the Gathering set came out this weekend. It's pre-release weekend. I've been playing that all weekend. I have. Beautiful. Okay. okay. So let's talk about this uh, week's games. Uh, we'll start with the first game, Sundogs, an abstract, atmospheric, futuristic, minimalist, relaxing sci-fi interactive fiction from Royal Polygon and Nick Tringali. Um the description, it's a transhumanist adventure. Sundogs is about exploring our solar system, altering your body, and embracing death. In a future where humanity alters itself without a second thought, you must do the same. Skim along the sun's corona, float in the uh, Venusian clouds, travel the Martian plains. When your body dies, your mind will be given a new one, and you will keep going. Yeah, so this game sort of starts out, and you've got this kind of top-down view of a 2D solar system, right? So you got yeah. these uh, these different color planets and moons that you can kind of bounce around to and then other than that the game is totally text-based so yeah. you've got this like small visual um component with uh maybe the best music that we've had i or, or certainly you know like i don't know if it's it, it, it's very evocative spacey like mm. just delightful delightful music big yeah. fan big fan of the music up top um uh alicia this is your this is your wheelhouse what uh what's your experience with this yeah this is this would be this would be my favorite i spent the most time with this yeah Um, yeah and it was lovely it was yeah it's a really (laughs) it's a really good vibe Mm -hmm. it was um the the visuals are very very simple but they're also very on trend they're soft muted colors the movement is very um slow and floating and um there's fade ins and fade outs and the fonts even are very attractive mm-hmm. um and that means something to me i like it to be pretty yeah so it was pretty the sounds were pretty and i spent a lot of time in this solar system i learned a lot i met a lot of people um <laughs> I'm sorry. I met a lot of I met a lot of faceless sleeves. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the the I, sort of the main way like the interaction with the actual game happens is on the various planets you can go to, or the moons of the planets, or the belts. You hit explore, mm-hmm. and then you're given some information. 
uh, it might add a new item to your skills or your uh, inventory or um, uh, uh, what was the other one? It's inventory. It's like it's, it's, it's mind sweet. or body. Your, your mind body, or body. Yes. So it mind either adds body. something to your mind, like a skill or some knowledge, or it adds to your body. Like, um, like I got some cool. It. Yeah, I got some cool sunglasses. Yeah, the the nice. mirror sunglasses. That yeah, is just like, yeah, yeah. and then you hover over and it says, "So cool." <laughs> <laughs> It was, I, it was interesting because, um, and then once you have various things based on uh, your when you travel a different planet and you uh, ex mm -hmm. do some more exploring, like it might change the interaction with something. Like something might be different. Um, yeah. So that I mean, that's it. Like that's just it. It's just text-based, like wonderful cruising, sort of reading short sci-fi stories and creating yeah. your own little thing. Um, and you can be assigned missions, which. Um, are pretty tough. I, I felt like, I don't know. It, it like felt hard. I think a lot of the times to do some of the missions, the ones that I, I got. Do anyway. it's, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I you, didn't you, do you, you really didn't you have, to. have to at all. Yeah. I, I explored, I think I did a couple of easy ones. Like, you know, I, I found in a, um, someone's cortical stack in some basement and I returned it to its supposed family home or something, but other, you know, that one felt important, but, yeah. um, the rest felt kind of like, heisty mission stuff and i just i didn't care um i i think what's interesting about this is that it's not actually an rpg there isn't mm. really any leveling up because exactly. you never know when you're gonna die and when yeah. you do die you get a new body so you lose everything except for and what's in your mind i think that yeah i think that that to me was my biggest frustration with the game and why I kind of didn't spend enough time or I didn't spend as much time as I would have liked. Right. Like I thought the, I thought the writing was all really well done. Right. Like it was all just very good um, sci-fi writing. The music is great. Like I'm just, it's set, it set everything up for me to uh, like this game, but then mm -hmm. the, the sort of like some total effect of like, Oh, I just click on a, planet and then i keep clicking explore over and over again like there was something to me that was dissatisfying about that um actual experience because it was just sort of like i wanted i wanted to be collecting these items for a, a, reason, like, a purpose a yeah and i wanted that be able to use those or that kind yeah. of thing i think the word is purpose though is you were yeah. looking for a purpose and i don't think that they're you know, I don't think that there is one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's that's. I, I completely agree with you and everything you said. And like, I felt the same way about this game. Mm -hmm. It was. It's just let yourself in, like, cert, like it, it's a it's a canister, you know, and like put yourself into it, and then allow yourself to explore space and read this thing. Um, I don't know. That I, isn't I, frustrating to you. Well, I no. was frustrated. I was frustrated at the beginning. And then mm. I was frustrated because I would get really excited about gearing up and leveling up and then I would lose my body. And then I started noticing that because of that, I was becoming very fearful and hesitant about, you know, it's like, oh, you hear a rumbling outside. What do you do? Like, leave, 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 you know? Uh -huh. But at a certain point, I realized I was missing out on all of these beautiful mm -hmm. atmospheric experiences because I was fe fearing death and fearing loss. And once I embraced the loss, I was able to just float through the narrative and... 
I think there's something really interesting about the idea of like the vastness of the universe and the like it's pointless to like put your own story projected over it because you don't fucking know what's going to happen. Everything can be so random and so much of like gaming is about like a, a, a personal narrative that we're comfortable with because, you know, it's about something and someone and, and doing it. But like in this, it's like, no, no, no. Listen. Anything can happen. Like you might have this idea of what you want to do and you might have made a connection, but guess what? Like you could go somewhere and you have the wrong idea and just by chance your uh, Martian train is like overcome by a sandstorm and everyone dies. And I, one, <laughs> yeah, I, I that way. Yeah, yeah, me too. One, I think one of the most interesting things about it too is the way in which death happened. You know, like death could be a very short paragraph or a bigger one or it's and same with everything else so you don't it really is just like oh i you had to read everything be like oh i died like i i had no idea that in this like you know it's like a man shoots you and you die that's like (laughs) i like i had i had to exit out to like i probably played for 45 minutes and then i i like exited out to be like am i missing something like am i missing a like critical uh element to this game that i just like haven't started using yet and the answer is like yes you are missing it because you're assuming that there is a critical thing you're missing you know so you were except you you were absolutely right come on man oh i i i want uh yeah, it's I, I mean, I. Game. It's not a game. I think that's your issue: is that yes, it, that you completely. think it's a game, and it was just interactive fiction. And sure. I've played other games like that, uh-huh. and I I like it. It's it's a nice mm-hmm. little jaunt, you know. <laughs> um, but it it isn't um, it isn't as satisfying as other games. It's more about the mood. I I will say I did have one very harsh criticism of it (laughs) i really hated that you had to close out of dialogue and hit explore again yeah i agree i know that is the laziest Uh, thing yeah i don't like moving my mouse back and forth yeah i i was like that's like all you're doing in this thing is clicking but you have to move your like you're like go to continue go to explore Go to continue. Go to explore. Uh, were you were you all able to get to those outer planets? No, I'm assuming that there is a way no. to do that that you can kind of like happen into, which I'm very excited to maybe come back to and do. I, one of the things that I really loved about this game as well is because the fiction, because the writing was like so good and so interesting, and I was learning things about this world they created. You know, there's there is like a, a really interesting history beneath the surface here that you can start to put yeah. together. Yeah. There's yeah. a Chinese yeah. character that means something, you know, where they don't really get into it very much, but you can kind of understand like what happened between like now and like then. Um, I want to. I want to. I didn't encounter this person. How long did you play? Um, I played for about two or three hours i think i i la- yesterday yeah, i started playing it was like oh this is great and then i got a little stoned and was like oh this is great that's definitely what i was no missing. way i was dude, stone cold sober it was early in the morning i had just had my coffee and i just wanted decision points <laughs> <laughs> well, the the last thing I want to say about uh, the thing I really one of the things I really loved is that each of the different planets really does feel different. And like yeah. you learn a little bit about them. You know, there's one that is like 
uh, like it's a beautiful forest where there's like an it contained biosphere. There's one where it's a bunch of similar looking clones that are like in a cult that are kind of like all building this new thing. And each thing, like my imagination was just going crazy. Like, like just thinking about like what the society they were building was in this thing. And each little prompt information encouraged like more thinking and like understanding. It was great. Did you spend much time on earth? Um, no, I didn't. I spent most of my time in the outer sort of like the belt places. Earth. Go back to earth when you get back in there. <laughs> oh, I love good. this. Uh, Go back to earth find... on it. Okay. Here's another question that might be a spoiler. That's fine. Did you find the end of the game? I didn't, no. What's the end of the game? Tell us. T- I can't. I can't I tell that. you, but I will tell you there is an end of the game. Oh, wow. Why can't you tell? I think, all right, here, no, we're going to no, say. No, don't tell us. Don't, we'll, we'll, we'll have you come I, back a different episode. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, no spoilers. spoilers is rule number one of Gaming Brotherhood. Uh, um, and spe- speaking of which, we spent quite a bit of time talking about this, in my opinion, excellent game. Uh, we'll just give it the, the final uh, pass or play from each of us. Um, Eric, do you want to begin? Um, yeah, I, this, one, this one I think I went into the recording of the podcast today the most uncertain about because I think that I love the all the things that we've talked about that are that are lovable the writing you know i think it's really difficult to write interactive fiction well and i think that they did a really good job they made sure um that they spent some like really really good time to make sure that these worlds were developed and interesting and i think that um uh that was cool the music was cool the uh the very minimalist imagery was cool um and i spent time in it clicking around and i think that if you are somebody who's looking for interactive fiction um this is maybe one of the best uh versions of that if you're somebody who's looking for a game um (laughs) it's this is going to be frustrating to you um fundamentally and so i think for that reason i am a I am going to be a pass. Which is fair. This is not the kind of game you like. That's sort of just what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What about you two? I'm a play. I like it. I'm a a big time play. Yeah. It absolutely is what it is. They need to continue button. Um, But I'm going to go back in. Me too. I'm excited to go back and, and learn more and, and read more. It, it's very fun. And I think the, the issues with it, it's very, the, the, the one thing I will say is that it gets kind of, it's weird. It's like, I want there to be a little more to it almost, you know, but I, I wonder if when you add any more to it, how much of it breaks or changes, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fundamental experience of what it is. So in my mind, I'm kind of like, just leave it what it is. It is what it is. It's a really it cute is. and cool little thing. And like, enjoy it you know let let your mind free and wander the universe yeah man (laughs) (laughs) um our next game uh death and taxes a darkly humorous atmospheric narrative simulation visual novel developed by placeholder gameworks in estonia 
Um, description. You're the Grim Reaper on an office job. Save the world or condemn it to damnation. In this 2D narrative-based game, you assume the role of the Grim Reaper on an office job. Your job is to decide which people are going to live or die. The consequences of your choices are yours to bear, while the mystery of incarnation awaits revelation. Of your incarnation awaits revelation. Okay. Yeah, so this game sort of starts out with a uh, like a cool little intro. I, I enjoyed the the little intro screen where you could scroll through. Like I enjoyed that as a process of animation that was kind of like an interactive comic book. Yeah, inter- uh, and then you get to um, probably the the most fun part of this game happens right up top when you get to design what your uh, Grim Reaper looks like, <laughs> and you get a choice of like these incredible looking skulls and these incredible looking suits, like right off top. Uh, <laughs> so for you, like, this game is just the skull simulator, skull, skull I, selection simulator. It's like it's like this like goth uh, vibe <laughs> where you can make your uh, your you you are somebody who's been resurrected by like a. Uh, head bureaucrat to uh, make decisions about who lives or dies. And then um, what's that? Bureaucrat is fate. Oh yeah. You're right. It's got to be working for fate. A very Neil Gaiman uh, Sandman kind of vibe to it. Um, And then, yeah, you're stuck inside of this like corporate building uh, and every, every day you wake up and you have a stack of, uh, of, basically profiles profiles of people and uh and a, a little uh manila envelope that's like uh or a manila folder and they're like this is you gotta kill two people today maybe one of them should be an engineer and you're like okay and then you make a decision whether somebody lives or dies and uh and you get paid money for it and you can use that money to buy stuff for your desk <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, more or less the game. Yeah, there is a, there's a component to it where there there's you have a little phone on the desk too that will buzz, and that'll kind of give you some uh, larger perspective of what it is like what your choices have done to either the world at large or to a very specific thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's a news feed for how how these deaths have impacted the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's also um, Eric. I don't know if you found it, but you can go and change your outfit again. Oh, I found um, that. I bought that mirror. And I uh, I got an Anubis head. The yeah, the, uh, yeah it was pretty yeah. cool. I ended up looking real sick. Uh-huh. Uh, my big a big criticism is that you you spend all this time hours and hours in front of the mirror picking your outfit, picking your skull, <laughs> looking sick, making sure running your running your clothes items and decisions by all your friends to make yeah. sure that you've got the sickest looking. Uh, skeleton death thing and then you go into the game and your icon doesn't have any of those out, uh, outfits on <laughs> you're, you're like actual li- like icon that you're moving around is just black and white <laughs> that's really funny so I think you know this game I is similar to um, the other one in that you're, it is very much a interactive storytelling game in some ways. Right. Um, And I think that it had, you know, the, the, the graphics were cool and stuff. And then I found myself 
kind of bored pretty quick um where i yeah. was just sort of like you know the idea of like i'm reading a lot so that i can maybe pick up on these like small little hints and gotchas right and mm -hmm. then i'm making these um dis like decisions based on sort of like reading um it's very bureaucratic and it, i think it's actually very opposite to uh sundogs in that it mm -hmm. is incredibly task oriented and goal oriented mm -hmm. and um there's very specific rules that you are encouraged to follow yeah so i i agree i found it a little bit too much like an office job yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I, th I think with this game specifically, it's like in the in the history of there's a game that was very popular. I never played it, but Papers Please, which kind of blew everyone's mind, where you yeah, play a, yeah. a border guard and uh, you know you're just basically like deciding who gets into a country or not in uh, sort of an Eastern European country. And this is like in that vein, um, which as a exercise in gaming, I'm very very interested in. But I am with you guys in that. For me, like I just like. I can't, this is a, a really well-designed, good-looking game, but, like, in terms of my interest, doesn't quite meet them the same way. It's just not something I, I love to, to play or to spend my time doing. Yeah, the, um, did you all get the globe? So there's, mm -hmm. like, a, like, a little, um, uh, like, um, almost, like, sun, like, what, what are they called? Snow globe kind of, kind of things? And they, yeah. uh, it, like, sits on your desk and lets you know how your decisions are actually affecting the world. And I thought that that was like the most interesting sort of element where it like had these pluses and minuses by like the environment or like peace and stuff like that. And that's where the game kind of- I didn't even notice that. I have the snow globe. Oh, you, the snow globe is telling you what you're doing just in real time. Uh, so I think it, what that did was reveal some of these like more hidden mechanics that were kind of hiding behind in the background of the game. Um, that felt that's the biggest thing to me is there is like more to this game than what I'm seeing. Like yeah. there, yeah. there, was, there was one moment. Um, this is a, a little spoilery, but it I, I <laughs> again, I was uh, like you get like a red note and it's like, hey, you like kill everyone like to, to do this thing. And I'm assuming. I actually fucked up and like didn't kill everyone by mistake. But if you go down that route, there's something else happening there, you know? Yeah. Did you guys win? Win? Did you guys finish the game? No. Did yeah, you? No. I did, and I I forced myself to because um, I'm I'm a Type A and I wanted to do my homework, yeah. <laughs> which we sincerely appreciate, considering we very rarely finish the games. And I will tell you that. It actually, it didn't take that long. So close to when I got fed up and bored, um, I had enough coins to buy a calendar and I bought a calendar and I realized there was only one week left before the end of the game. So I went ahead okay. and finished At the end of the game, it is revealed that there is much more to it. Mm -hmm. huh. And that you did have some decisions to make and you maybe weren't supposed to follow all of the instructions being given right. to you. Right. Okay, sure. That was the feeling I got playing, and I'm like, oh, there's yeah. something else here. There's a there's deeper... There's definitely something yeah. else going on. I'm not going to give it away, just in case anyone out there is curious and wants to play <laughs> it, but I think that that did make me like it a lot more. Once I, once I got to the end and I was able to reflect and see, oh, the decisions that I made actually did have an impact beyond 
buying cute new things for my desk. Um, that made me feel good about the decisions that I made. Um, I also got what was called, there are multiple endings, and I got what was called um, the goodest ending. Oh, good for you. Alicia. She won. She won. You won. I've got the big ending. news for you guys, folks. She's winning the games and the podcast. Doing there was a, um, there was like a, a, a deadly pandemic that was spreading through no. the real yeah, world. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I can only imagine that this game was designed pre COVID because the idea of having this like fun, like, quirky game where like a global pandemic i i will say though that uh you know after this weekend after friday and the loss of our rgb i will say that the uh the power to decide who lives and dies could be kind of satisfying right now like having, <laughs> having that power and getting to make those decisions and seeing how those decisions impact the real world on my phone's newsfeed like <laughs> you know it's satisfying yeah yeah um i it looks like there's somebody else controlling the the level the levers right now though somebody very unpleasant and horrible uh yeah. Yeah, I you know I think that this game, I, I, it's there was a lot of writing. <laughs> there was like a lot and a lot of writing. Even when you went down to the um, the oh skeleton, the like skeleton, oh, skeleton dude at the very bottom, and you're the like, worst. you're like, I've just spent so much time reading these like bios of race car drivers and then like you're, you're like okay i think i want to buy this like uh you know radio or whatever actually did you all buy the radio i the stopped radio. buying anything because the radio I was skeleton. I <laughs> interaction about three things in the beginning and then i was like i'm not coming back when I when I finished the game, I had so much gold. <laughs> he just talked and I talked and talked. Yeah, or I found this by the thing, and it was great to find. Actually, I think the um the voice acting was was really good. We've oh, had yeah, some really we've had some uh, unpleasant voice acting, or not unpleasant, but we've had some like pretty mediocre stuff. And I uh, I I was really. Uh, impressed by the voice acting especially because they had done so much writing they did yeah. so much yeah. and i think the the credit to this game too is that the writing and voice acting is so good that it made me realize oh there's more to this than i am seeing you know like mm -hmm. the way someone would say something i'm like oh that so there's like sort of room for interpretation on like how i should be acting um which is is cool and is something I think I'll I'll go back to play this one again. Um, more than anything else, though, I do I do think that the game is just like really solidly put together. Like the Absolutely. the yeah. icons clicking on very everything. Yeah, it's very slick and very nice, which was I think kind of refreshing, especially um, considering some of the games that we've played in here. This is like a, a genuine game that uh, I think they even ported it over to Switch. So. You know, you, you can. This is a good indie game that you can pick up and like. You'll enjoy if you like uh, games like this. It's a good I, representation of this kind of game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, even though everything I've said so far has been shitting on this game. Yeah. I, if you like, Lemonade Tycoon, 
and Game Dev Tycoon. If you like those kinds of very repetitive, businessy, uh, leveling up games, you would love this. Yeah. It's definitely, there's definitely an audience out there. I just don't think I'm that person. Yes, that's the same way I felt about it. Even, but I probably lean a little bit more towards it being a, a, a good um, recipient of this kind of game. I will say, one of the things that I had a lot of fun with is uh, I was showing it to my wife, and we had a good time deciding together who was going to die. You know, it has... That's, that's a beautiful... Uh, that's a yeah, beautiful moment in a marriage. It's a game you can play with people, you know? The way that yeah. it's, like, laid out in his narrative, it's not something you have to sort of disappear into. You can, like, talk with folks about who you want to kill and those sorts of things. Like, there is sort of a, a social element to it that I, I didn't realize at first, just kind of playing it by myself. Hmm. So what are we... How are we feeling? Are we feeling past? we play? What do you? What's your final thoughts, Alicia? Um, well, first... If you guys are going to go back into the game, make sure you listen to the little mystery voice in the mirror. Okay. Um, I think you'll learn a lot from her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know if you like this kind of game, I would, I would recommend playing it. Hmm. Um, but it, it is for me personally, I, I wouldn't have bought this on my own. So I would pass. Um, for me, I'm a play. I just like the fact that, like, as like one of the things I really enjoy about video games in general is just games that are different than my own taste and like picking them up and trying them out that are are weird and like cool representations of a certain genre. And this is absolutely that. So I'm not sure how much I would spend on it, but I'm a play. Like, yeah, pick it up, check it out, see if you dig it. Uh, and I think that I am a pass. Yeah, I became I became pretty bored with the mechanic pretty early on i sort of set it down and then begrudgingly came back to it i think that there's um there are a lot of cool elements in it right the, the visually i think it's very well done i think the writing is um funny enough it didn't like blow my mind with how like humorous it was but i wasn't uh, annoyed or upset by it but yeah ultimately it was just sort of a um yeah, not not my cup of tea. Just a little, a little too. Yeah, the decision points didn't feel, and and maybe that's part of it. Is like I thought that there was this thing that was like do these decisions and then like, and then you're done. But so maybe there's this other element to it where I should have just totally strayed from that and uh, tried to build the world that I. Which wanted is funny to because that's the sort of shit that you do love. So it it like you should you should play it again and like just do exactly what you want and see what happens. Yeah. I'm very curious about that. I, can I also hear which outfit you ended up? choosing oh i I, I guessed when i was picking my outfit i flipped past something called like the punk rock jacket and i was like oh i bet eric's gonna the street punk one one. yeah the one that had like different materials the blue and the yellow i was definitely rocking that for a little while i definitely rocked the all black suit for a while i also got the pack of cigarettes so you could be a man that was smoking uh There was, yeah, I, I, you know, like, I really, I think that they really missed out on showing you in these outfits because, because I visually like the, the art design on it, they, yeah, they, they were like, I think whoever was doing art design had a really good time designing those outfits. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, moving on to the final game, uh, Rex, Another Island, an 8-bit open-world retro platformer from Shai Soroft, uh, published by Pixel Jam. Uh, it's a short open-world platformer. Rex, Another Island is an open-world adventure inspired by the classics. Get lost in a wide world of precarious platforming the way we... Uh, that we hope will take you back to a simpler time. You play as a little dinosaur exploring an island. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, so it comes out. It feels very much like a old platformer computer game or like an old mm -hmm. NES 8-bit uh, game. You're running around. You're grabbing coins. You're trying not to die. Um, and you're a dinosaur. <laughs> That was that was about it. Um, Mario. I mean, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right up top. This does not pass my spike test. Eric Roth's spike <laughs> test says that you should only die if you encounter spikes from a direction where the spike is oh. pointy. Oh, and yes. I walked into the spikes and they killed me. And that's not how spikes work. <laughs> I look and and here's there's a simple fix for it. Have jagged have spikes coming out of the spikes, right? Like if, <laughs> if spikes if on these, spikes. If these spikes are coming out of the spikes and you run into them, then then I can see being killed by them. But I can't. You're not gonna. Yeah, spikes not gonna kill me if I walk into it. You're not fooling anyone, Rex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alicia, <laughs> Alicia, the survivalist knows that you can walk into spikes. <laughs> At a perpendicular angle, and you're not going to die. And I walked into these spikes at a perpendicular angle, and they killed me, and I was immediately many turned times. off. Many, many times. <laughs> um, I I liked it. I thought it was a fun little you know jaunt through this thing. Uh, it's definitely not a game that I would pick up and play and play again. I don't think it's meant to be something like that. I will say this. I bought a controller to use with my Mac, like an actual like controller controller. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't play uh, on keyboard anymore. And with a game like this, that's it. That's the whole shebang. It was, it yeah. improved my enjoyment of it a thousand percent to just be able to have a little controller and, and tool around and, and, you know, whiz around this world. What was the orb thing? You, you could put up like a little force field and then you can, you can teleport. Oh, okay. So it was just for so teleporting. You, yeah, if you like activate those teleporting towers, then you can like make the little bubble to go to the teleport tower. Mm -hmm. I so with platformer sort of stuff, I I guess my big question is like why? And if the answer is like I just sort of <laughs> wanted to make a game, then it's like sure, that's fine. But there was nothing that felt very uh, new about this, cool. or yeah. or very like there was no sort of interesting mechanic introduced like it just sort of felt like you're running around and you're collecting coins and you're avoiding i, I would argue with that um I, I have not played a lot of platformers i'm not a platformer person but i have watched a lot of other people play platformers <laughs> and this is the first time i've really seen it like 360 degree like mm -hmm. you can go back and forth yeah. um, sure i like haven't full... done that before where where they're you can go it, it is almost open worldy yeah um i had a, okay i had a bad experience with this game uh -huh. um i had two bad experiences oh. the first bad experience was playing it full screen mm. within four minutes i literally threw up oh mm. 
Oh my goodness. Literally. When you texted me that, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> I was not joking. I got dizzy, I got a headache, and then I closed the computer, sat there for a minute, and then I had to run to the bathroom and literally vomit. Oh my god. Um, and it was because of the camera motion. Yes. So yeah. after that, I I was like, I can't do this. I can't. And I was like, no, no, type A. Like, I have to do my homework. I'm getting back in there. <laughs> So a few days later, I opened it up again. I had a full stomach. I was like ready. Um, and horrible I noticed, on the, <laughs> I noticed on the menu screen, there was a little feature called camera lock. So I clicked camera lock and I was able to play again without getting sick. Um, and that second time was also terrible because I needed, needed to rage quit multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so angry how easy it was to die. Oh yeah. Uh, you yeah. die a lot in this game. It's built in so that you will come back to save points pretty close to where you are. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't mind a thing where you can die very easily. That to me is that's. Um, I, even, I feel like even when the spikes don't have spikes on the side. Well, spikes need spikes on the side if they're going <laughs> to. That's the only. Them. That's the only yeah. rule that Eric. Uh, I mean, you know, that's the thing, right? Yeah, there were definitely these moments where you had to try to drop yourself in through these like double spikes yeah. coming up, and yeah. you're like, oh, these. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me, because yeah. uh, spikes shouldn't kill me in this direction. No. There uh, is, there's a level to this. Uh, I think your point about being like a good so sort of open world pixelated platformer is is uh, is a very good one, and it's not like a Metroidvania thing. There's no new skills that you're gonna learn where you can then return to another area, like to then like suddenly mm -hmm. access it. It's just That's what true. you see is what you get from the beginning of the game. You got all the skills you need. It's just a question of like learning how to handle it better, so you can really just go and do the whole thing from the beginning, which is. I, I think kind of interesting, you know, that's that's a, a fun way to play that I hadn't thought about in terms of like a, a larger world where there's different seg sections where which, you know, have different sort of uh, feels to how you're playing. Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's kind of it for me in terms of like what I thought was cool, you know, yeah. um, it's cool. It's 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 a fine pixelated platformer. Please, if you have sensitive a sensitive tummy um, screen lock. <laughs> Turn on that camera lock, guys. And if you if you got a controller, I would play with it because otherwise, um, I don't know. I don't I don't like playing platformers with. Uh, I mean, without the a controller. jump key. That's not where a jump key goes. <laughs> the space bar is a jump key. There, there was an element too. There is some sensitivity towards like how you're supposed to jump sometimes. So like there were situations where to avoid certain spikes, you'd have to push a jump thing a little less yeah. to do it. And that wasn't very well rounded out. Like that wasn't like That's, very well articulated. That is exactly why I rage quit. I was in yeah. the caves. I was trying to do this thing where you have to jump and get over spikes to at the area where you're jumping to. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you actually have to double jump to get over them. So you have to jump scoot jump and i just i couldn't do it i couldn't yeah, do dude. it with my old hands my little rat fingers just weren't working fast enough if you had if only you had if only you had rat fingers they would have been nimble and, and decisive you know it's your True. damn pig hands clumping all over that thing stupid pig fingers my my trotters my damn trotters
Uh, so pass or play, Alicia? What, what's uh, what is it? Let's hear it. You can say it. I'd, I'd play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love oh it. Oh my god! I love oh it. my god! You're too nice. Once I'd again, Eric it revealing fun. himself as le infant terrible. You know, like. <laughs> I, uh, for, for me, this one's a, I think it's also a pass. I think I'm triple pass today, which, Whoa. Uh, wow. which is so funny because this is easily the strongest three games. Like in terms of like, I, I, like to me, like these are like, none of these games is like actually actively bad, Eric. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there are a few that we played that I loved and was a play just because they were so insane, but these are good you know, games. These are games. You know, he's. You're talking to a guy who brings a portable toilet to campus. <laughs> he has was... a different level of expectation than we do about what life should give us. He wants the game to be his way. It's actually kind of perfect. This, I don't think either of us realized that this dichotomy would like reveal itself so quickly that I'm like, yeah, it's great. Give it a shot. And he's like, no, I don't like how it made me feel. <laughs> It's great, and that's exactly right. That's My exactly, skeleton I looked boring. I, I, I give me decisions that are meaningful decisions. I would say that this platformer probably had the most, um, the most elements of decisions that were meaningful decisions. But I think I need a little bit more of a. Uh, I, I want something that I did not get to play in, you know, nineteen ninety two. Right, yeah, like yeah, I. Yeah. yeah, that's that, totally fair. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a I'm a play, but this was the weakest of the three for me by by far. It's just like you know, it's it's uh it's it's fun and it's cool, but it, if you like platformers, give it a play. Yeah, I don't cont- I don't still bring these these portable toilets. Like this was a thing <laughs> I was trying out uh, in Wisconsin, and I, I learned I uh, <laughs> I learned early on that they are dysfunctional and they will only lead to sadness and disharmony oh oh eric they will yeah. only let you down well that's our uh views on those three games um alicia anything uh you want to plug or anywhere folks can find you online or anything you're doing that you're, um, yeah, you're proud of you, and want to talk about sure you can find me online if you like art and education and activism <laughs> i'm at miss mernick art m-e-r-n-i-c-k and um i will also talk to you there because it's we're all in lockdown and i'm i'm just so bored and so lonely and spending so much time on my phone so if you're listening to this and you know me, uh, especially if you know me, um, come to my island and I'll buy, I'll buy you electric guitars and, and, and flip at you. Um, this is an Animal Crossing plug in September of 2020, folks. We are out of June. You know, he is still inviting you to the island now. Incredibly. I mean, what else, what else are we going to do, guys? Like in June, we didn't think we'd be stuck on the island this long true no what is there now you know this is the perfect time to start playing more games uh you guys really nailed it with the timing because there, there's nothing else there's nothing else nope we're not supposed to be doing anything um yeah so i don't, I don't have any like products to plug but if you want to play games with me let me know <laughs> <laughs> 
uh alicia it was so great having you on thank you so much for playing and beating every single one of these video games thank you for having me i did not beat rex but it beat me Alicia, oh my god, that was, that was great. Alex, I think you and I are getting really good at this. Uh, I agree. I gotta figure out my own, like, because you said that every time and I love it. Sorry I'm calling it out, but you say it every time and I love it. I need to figure out what my response is, like, my iconic response. You say, I think we're getting really good at this, and I say, you damn well bet. You, you damn well bet believe it. Okay, yeah, that works. You, I'm you, tired of these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking You planes. could go, you could go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yippee skippy <laughs> uh we just you and i just watched anaconda recently and speaking of snakes on the plane and i think Damn. anaconda is a good movie where snakes on the plane is a bad movie but hey this is not a movie podcast no um i i what like man watching anaconda that was so funny it just felt like that in my head, I really thought like, wow, they really don't make movies like this anymore. You know what I <laughs> it's mean? It's really, truly wild. I loved it. Oh, God. Um, I'm still so like, I feel like I have that. I've got like PTSD from the Trump years. Right. And I'm just like, yeah. he's not gone yet. Like, it's not. No, I not. can't even enjoy like that part before getting to the part where like Biden makes all sorts of trash decisions that we're going to get pissed off about. But like. God, I can't even I'm not I like I can't even appreciate the fact that like Trump is gone yet because he's not sorry. Nope. And something else to look forward to. <sighs> our next guest is Christopher Guerrero next week. Um, and why don't we uh, draw the games for that? Please do, Alex. Could fucking cut me off. <laughs> First game, Dogs Throwing Swords 2, Three Barks to the Wind, an action bullet hell shoot 'em up single-player game with dogs, which is great, developed by Rook. Uh, after that, Bleed 2, an action 16-bit arcade uh, game. It's difficult, fast-paced. Fast paced. It's got a female protagonist, local co-op, pixel art, procedural generation, and it's a shoot 'em up by Boot Disc Revolution. And then The Last Librarian, adventure, action, adventure, exploration, open-world pixel art game. Look at that. Well, 
that's the uh, podcast. Um, follow us at Bundle Buddies, Bundle underscore Buddies on Twitter um, for all of your cool gaming hot takes. Engage with us on social media. Like and subscribe via Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're on Spotify, iHeart Music, everywhere fine podcasts are uh, purveyed. Um, and we love you. Oh, Alex, I love you. Bye. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Hanna and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. hi.